okay, God all of a sudden is going to kill Moses. We would have no idea why until we read further. Hello and welcome to episode 16 in our series, In the Heart of God. My name is Stephanie Wright, and along with Apostle Charles, we continue our theme, Women Who Got What They Wanted. When what we want is in the heart of God, we will get what we want. We will discuss a woman named Zipporah, who saved her husband's life, her son's life, and the lives of many Israelites. This was accomplished in a unique manner. We will explore Zipporah's history and listen carefully as we present several things from Zipporah's life that we can apply to our own lives. Now, let's turn to our story about a woman named Zipporah. Apostle Charles, would you tell us about Zipporah? Yes, Zipporah and her six sisters were the daughters of Jethro. They were Midianites and lived in a desert area. Zipporah was a shepherdess. Like her sisters, they cared for their father's sheep. The story of how Zipporah met her future husband, Moses, is found in Exodus chapter 2. Moses was banished from Egypt because he murdered an Egyptian to avenge the death of an Israelite. Zipporah and her sisters were trying to water their flock of sheep one day, and other shepherds came and chased them away. But Moses stepped in and delivered them out of the hands of the shepherds and also drew water for them and the flock. Zipporah relayed this information to her father, Jethro, and Moses was invited to his home. One thing led to another. Zipporah and Moses were eventually married and have two children. Jersum and Eleazar, First Chronicles 23, verse 15. Eventually, Moses accepts the call to return to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel out of bondage. Moses packs up his family. God gives Moses his instructions, and it all sounds good. But suddenly, the scripture makes this strange diversion and reads as follows. Exodus chapter 2, verse 24. On the way to Egypt, Moses stopped at an inn to spend the night. The Lord met Moses at that place and tried to kill him. Okay, God all of a sudden is going to kill Moses. We would have no idea why until we read further. And this is where Zipporah saves Moses' life. Exodus chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. But Zipporah took a flint knife and circumcised her son. She took the skin and touched his, meaning Moses, touched his feet. Then she said to Moses, you are a bridegroom of blood to me. Zipporah said this because she had to circumcise her son. So God let Moses live. Zipporah got what she wanted in that her husband's life was spared. But there is much more to this account than what we have read. 
We are not sure who is responsible for Moses' sons not being circumcised, Moses or Zipporah, but we know that circumcision was a command given by God to Abraham, and it represented a covenant agreement between them. Every Israelite male child and even servants were to be circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. This is not a podcast that will go into detail about circumcision, so suffice it to say it was an agreement that God expected his covenant to be adhered to. And Moses was not going to lead the Israelites out of Egypt until that agreement was carried out. This covenant agreement was so severe that God said in Genesis chapter 17, verse 14, The uncircumcised man-child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. In any event, Zipporah steps in and performs the circumcision. But based on her calling Moses a bloody husband, she was none too happy. Apostle Charles, tell us, what do we learn from Zipporah? Well, I believe we learn obedience. Moses was not obedient to God's command, but Zipporah reluctantly obeyed, or she was unhappy about it. Zipporah played a vital role in the deliverance of the children of Israel indirectly. She knew what God wanted. Now, God did honor Zipporah's performing the circumcision because if he hadn't, Moses would have died. We learned the significance of a blood covenant. Blood had to be shed to fulfill that covenant. We are reminded that Jesus had his blood shed to fulfill the covenant of redemption and salvation promised by God. We learn not to judge people if they don't do what we think they should do when we think they should do it. Some people would oppose Zipporah doing what she did. And also, Apostle Charles, as we said earlier, we don't know if it was Moses or Zipporah who objected to the circumcision. But what matters is that God's will was done. We are also learning about following the heart of God. We get what we want when it is in the heart of God. Zipporah was following the heart of God. She saved her husband's and her son's lives, and indirectly, she helped successfully save Israel from bondage. Today, because of Jesus' blood sacrifice on the cross, we can circumcise our hearts from sinning against God and others. This is something else that we have learned from today's lesson. Colossians chapter 2 verse 11 tells us we are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, which gives us power over sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. In other words, Jesus is the surgeon that performs the surgery on our hearts and cuts out the fleshly part to replace it with the Holy Spirit. Paul said in Romans chapter 2 verse 29 that circumcision is that of the heart 
by the Holy Spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. So Charles, will you get what you want from God's heart? I believe we can all get what's in God's heart, like Zipporah. Zipporah's example of obedience to do what Moses had not done was a praise to God and a praise from God. I believe she knew about God's covenant with Israel, despite her being a Midianite woman. She got what she wanted. As you said earlier, Stephanie, she saved Moses, her husband, and saved her son. That was good success. The lives of both husband and son were what Zipporah wanted. Scripture tells us that it is not the will of God that any should perish. However, if we agree with God's heart to live, we must live God's significant blood covenant discovered in God's living word, Jesus. Yes, we will get what we want from God if we agree with God's heartfelt desires. God wants us to have abundant life. God gives and we get. We get because we agree and keep God's covenant so that we will be delivered from our sinful disobedience. Thank you, Apostle Charles. So, listeners, are you going to get what you want from God? As we end this podcast, we pray that you will be like Zipporah and be obedient to any covenants you have made with God that you will stay focused on what you want from God and trust Him through the shed blood of Jesus to be blessed with what you want and need. We pray that you will not judge others who have fallen short in their commitment to Christ. We pray in Jesus' name for God's protection over you as you obey His commands and while you seek Him for His blessings. We bind the enemy of God, Satan, and all of his tricks and ungodly tactics that would hinder you from being obedient to the Lord and fulfilling his calling in your life. Jesus hears you when you pray. He knows your heart's desire, and he will give you what you need and what you want when it is in the heart of God. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, God's word shall always remain in your heart. You shall meditate in it day and night, so you will do all that is written in it, and you will make your way prosperous and have good success. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go to Apostle Charles as he closes us with contact information. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website, cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category in series format. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.